Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, Burke and I are here to welcome you back to part two. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. You'll be happy to know that this is an original song by Whitesnake. Yes, thank you. <laughs> now, every song I hear, I'm like, I'm looking it up. Is this a cover? Is it? So, Burke, Burke sent me, Burke sent me a video the other day. He's like, you've got to, you got to subscribe to this guy. You got to watch his stuff. So I popped the video open. I'm like, okay, let's see. And it was about how to. Uh, Fill your glass up with Coca-Cola the proper way with a can. And I went, oh, my God, that is so cool. 
<laughs> so I go and grab my Diet Coke. I come in my room. I have a 30 ounce Yeti tumbler <clears throat> filled with ice. Set it down on the table. Pop the top. Put the can in like it's supposed to. Turn around to grab my bottle of Bacardi Black. And there's foam all over my router. <laughs> I'm like, this is not the way to open a fucking can of Coke. No, no, no. You said it was a can of Coke or a can of Diet Coke. Does it matter? Yeah. Does it Diet matter? Co- Diet Coke's got like three times the amount of carbonation of any pop in the market. Fuck that dude. <laughs> He's off my subscription list. Oh, did you? Was that the only thing you watched from him? It's all I had to watch because he's wrong. And he didn't say Coke. He said soda. Yeah, well, he's from Chicago. What do you want? Pop. (laughs) He doesn't Uh, tell you how to make McDonald's uh, flapjacks with just Sprite from McDonald's and uh, pancake mix. That's it. Those are the only two ingredients. They're better than McDonald's pancakes. Anything with Sprite is better, but I wouldn't trust a word from that guy ever again. Uh, My freaking router sitting over in the corner <laughs> dripping. I'm like, well, if we lose the Zoom, we know what it is. <laughs> <sighs> All right, sir. What number? Uh, I think we were on your uh You're going to have yours one. up on a nice glass shelf on the wall? You didn't put your router up on a nice glass shelf on the wall where it's, you know, away from cats and pop. That's where, that's where my tidbit is. <laughs> Mike Francesca calls Jets complete fools. Oh. Shocker. Wow. Okay. Go. Anyway. Tidbit. I'm going with a song from Mr. Eric. Clapton that came out in 1970 and this is called After Midnight. All right, which one do you want first? Uh let's go with Eric's version, the one that that is probably well known. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. You know, I probably should have included the slowed down version. I think it was that it was for a Budweiser commercial or something like that. It was a very slowed down. I was going to say, he, he's got about four different renditions of this, and the slower one is much better. Yeah, slower one's very good. But this is the one that, like, you know, charted and, you know, 
he's known for. Now, this was originally done by a J.J. Kale in 1966. Maestro, please. After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. After midnight, we're gonna chill and shine. We're gonna cause talk and suspicion, give an exhibition, find out what it is all about. After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. Trailer Eric got his idea to do the slow down version. Gonna shake your tambourine. Very odd. <laughs> Just that used to hearing it like this. <laughs> I, he's got a decent voice but he's not really singing he's it's almost like bruce springsteen <laughs> okay if you're sitting drinking some wine at the end of the night it'd be a good little song to throw on you know a little chill okay i could see that yeah, yeah. I I could see that. I think. Um, yeah. All right, sir. What do you got next on your plate over there? Oh shit. <laughs> uh. I think. Okay. All right, so this is going to be weird because um, <laughs> originally when I was doing my research on songs and stuff, I saw I saw the title of the song, Changes. And I was like, David Bowie? Somebody, <laughs> somebody covered David Bowie? Somebody covered David Bowie? This could be cool. <clears throat> no. Song was originally produced in 1972. You're gonna love. You're gonna love this by Black Sabbath, <laughs> and is considered a soft rock song. Oh, God, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I can hear Black Sabbath on an elevator now? Is that what you're saying? Um. So here, here's Black Sabbath with changes. It's 
Interesting little version of uh, or uh, of a song by Black Sabbath. Yeah, the yeah. song's piano medley was or uh, changes as a ballad by Black Sabbath. It first appeared on Volume Four, which was released in 1972. It was written by Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward. The song's piano medley was composed by guitarist Tommy Lomi, or Iomi, who was experimenting with the instrument in the studio. So this this is a B-side album song. (laughs) It was never meant to be a hit. But it doesn't doesn't always figure that, like, the heaviest of the bands, when they do one of these slow, you know melodic things they're always they always hit hard man yeah and what's interesting is the the violins that you hear playing in it are not real they all the strings in this version were done either with a guitar or a keyboard wow but later in life a fabulous man called uh, Charles Charles Bradley. That's him. That's him. That's him. Charles Edward Bradley, born November 5th, 1948 to September 23rd, 2017. An American singer uh, after after years of being like part-time in the business. Um, he was more of a funk soul and retro soul singer as well as an R and B singer. And I was watching an interview with him when the interviewer asked changes, but that's a black Sabbath song. <laughs> That does not sound like something that an R&B artist would would play. And and he was like, man, listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics. And I I just, I I got really kind of excited about this song after after he started explaining how uh, rock and roll still intertwines with with country and in intertwined soul with, and r&b and yeah oh that's the i mean that's the basis of rock and roll basically is old yeah country r&b blues you know that's the basis of rock and roll so it's 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 easy to go between the two yeah they, they translate really well they they do well here's charles bradley's version of changes
This sounds like the original. That's hilarious. I love her so. Oh, dear God. Sounds good. I know this song. It's this version. There's a Netflix show called Big Mouth, and they use this version of that song for their intro. Really? Nick Kroll from Saturday Night Live, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's very good. Ozzy Osbourne. I cannot believe that it. it, it that that should be flipped. That's a that's unbelievable. Oh yeah. Um. Anyways, it became one of Charles Bradley's biggest hits. I can imagine. No, like I said, they they use it on a freaking Netflix show. Oh my God! So, there was my next one. Uh, what do you have going on? I got, and I think I want you to play the original first. And this is Otis Redding. Ooh. I love Otis Redding. Nineteen sixty-five. Just play it. Actually, like the trumpets better. It's good. Now Aretha came and saw this, saw him play this. She heard it, she loved it, and she told him specifically she was about to quote throw down on it. And (laughs) Redding commented, "said I I love." I love her version. I love both versions. But Aretha Franklin really took this thing to the next level. Please play that one. Maybe.
I'll tell you what. She, she throws her everything into all her songs. It's like listening to Meatloaf, except 20, 30 years earlier. She just she puts it all out there, man. I love her. And it's really kind of cool because like the Otis Redding version, you get the funny feeling it's like that song is talking about being African American and Aretha's version is talking about being a woman in the sixties. Oh my god. All right. Uh. Uh, Aretha, man. <laughs> he just lived that whole damn thing. It's oh, all good. <laughs> it's all, dude. She is smooth as butter. Uh, crunchy too, man. Oh my gosh. So a lot of people have copied this song or uh, covered it including country music stars oh good all right i'm not gonna get into it (laughs) i i do have i do have a song on here that is country music that uh that is a cover that i think even burke's gonna sit back and go they covered this. <laughs> and I'm going to go, uh-huh. Yeah, of course they did. Um, yeah, but sadly, I'm looking at my list and I don't see it on there. Uh, if we take a break here in a little bit, maybe you can find it. We'll do that as a bonus. No. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to know that it breaks here, but. Well, Burke, I just looked at the timer and that's about it for today. There will be a part two to this episode. Sweet. Uh, I like part twos. People get ready for it. I got to admit, I hated watching Star Trek The Next Generation. And the dreaded words to be continued come out. I hated it, but it's <laughs> it is what it is. So, guys, to be continued. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Come on back in a couple of days and part two will be posted. Hope you have a good time. Remember Davisondavisshow.com. It will and tell you everything that's going on with us. And the Davisondavisshow.com for all your awesome merch needs. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to part two of, of this songs podcast. That are covers. <laughs> Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. 
ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, what a day, ladies and gentlemen. What a day. Was it a balmy 102 in Texas today? Uh, I don't even want to talk about it, but put in bay in two months, 12 days. Mm. That's right. Two months, 12 days. Thank you, Tidbit. <laughs> uh, tidbit owes us a lot of money right now. Yeah. So, Burke, what are you drinking? I am actually I just got myself a Redneck Riviera blended whiskey on the rocks. Um I'll tell you what man, I I firmly believe everybody should have a bottle of this. Like if you if you drink, you know, and you have some guests over, you pour this and you don't tell them what it is, they're never going to know it's not a more expensive whiskey. It is smooth, it is sweet. They'll mistake it for a bourbon. And it ain't gonna break the bank. It is a great, great drink. Ooh, I am doing the Kraken. Mm. The Kraken with Diet Coke. Kraken 94 proof. Ooh, I am, I'm, yikes. I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh my <laughs> you, God. You need to like intersperse some regular pops in there, just you know, know. even the keel. I know. <laughs> um hey, I had to tell you this. Scott. Went and bought a gas grill. Okay. I haven't had one in ages, and I was like, I I need a gas grill. And Scott cool. got drunk on Amazon the other day. <laughs> Some of the best purchases are made that way, man. So I got my air fryer, man. And two days later, there's a three foot wide by like four foot wide <laughs> box out on the front porch and i i get a text going there's a box for you i say well open it i can't it's too heavy i went ooh, what the hell did i do <laughs> so, so i get home <clears throat> flip the box over on its side over open it up and i go oh i guess i bought a gas grill <laughs> it's texas it's kind of a law isn't it to have a grill <laughs> so so i i empty the box and there's about 900 pieces to it oh good took me four fucking hours to put it together of which Bob proceeds to look at me halfway through and go, well, why didn't you pay the extra $50 to have them put it together? And I went, I was drunk. I didn't even know I bought it. You think I trust those bozos to put it together? I don't think so. I put airplanes together. Fuck them. Man, I don't know. So, so, so four hours later, I put it together and I'm like, wow. Tomorrow's the 4th of July. Um, okay. Head to Sam's Club. 
Ladies and gentlemen, do not go to Sam's Club after a half a bottle of vodka, okay? And and the day before the 4th of July. Four T-bone steaks. <laughs> I have enough hamburgers to feed people for a month. Nathan's hot dogs. Oh, yes. Oh, God. They're, they're I, so good. I had the choice of Nathan's, Sam's Club, or Hebrew Nationals. And I like I like the Hebrew Nationals. Hebrew Nationals is pretty good. Yeah. But the Nathan's, it was 4th of July. They have the hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. So I was like, I got to go with the Nathan's. I got to go with the Nathan's. Oh, by the way, people, DavisonDavisShow.com. And the DavisonDavisShow.com for some awesome awesome merchandising hey am i still am i still winning in the sales category two shirts now two Two shirts two to nothing come on my wouldn't want scott's face on their body my favorite line that here's the thing (laughs) and you're not gonna buy it because everybody's got that friend that goes yeah well here's the thing so instead, seven gets used. <laughs> seven. Oh, God, I don't get it. All right. Uh, in honor of, um, in honor of Wimbledon. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you only have to deal with this for two weeks, people. <laughs> Thank goodness. I always think this is going to be Nickelback at first and I'm like oh thank god it's not Nickelback My girl is still in, still in the running for Wimbledon, ladies and gentlemen. Swiatek, number one in the WTA right now. And today, nice. Today they did, uh, they did one of the neatest things. They um, honored Roger Federer, who retired, um, and and basically did the life of Roger Federer in. Wimbledon in the WTA. It was the coolest retrospect I've ever seen built. And it was really kind of cool to sit back and watch Roger age over the years. Um, I was just, I was very proud of that. Um, So everyone who is concerned... For everyone who is concerned... Klaus. You should get a remote start put on that car and have that pipe out via a loudspeaker underneath every time you remote start that car.
I, I just I, w- I want to take a clip of the do do hosh do host and whenever I pull up and there's a cute girl over on the side of the road, all you hear is do host I have no clue what do hosh means, but yeah, I probably don't want to know either. But yeah. <laughs> Um, so the Klaus news is he's not broke down. Sweet. <laughs> and he passed his emissions test. Oh my God. Uh, okay. But I do have to explain this. Mr. Klaus. <laughs> I went and got my, uh, valve cover head or, uh, the valve cover replaced because on bmws the older or uh, the v- bmws my ears even on up um it's a it's a common fact that they they end up getting leaks around the corners do of, they warp or something or yeah it's all aluminum okay. so in high heat they tend to warp and they always leak in the corners. And it also has to do with the way that the gasket is, um, uh, they, they Not have it properly or something. Well, no, it, it, they have it in a groove. Right. And as time goes by and heat, heat causes the gasket to shrink. And that causes the, it the, to leak. leak. The failure points at the corners where it's, yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, I went and replaced that, and there's a a valve that is in that, in that, um, like a PCV valve or something like that. I don't okay. know. I get a message from BMW yesterday that there's a recall. I could have had that whole fucking thing done for free. Oh. You bastards. You Aryan whatever. Okay. <laughs> News from work. News from <laughs> which, which goes into this song. So I'm at work, and one of our AGMs is German. Hmm. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. And we were talking, and he's kind of strict. So I, <laughs> I kind of made a joke the other day that that was like, "Well, we know you're related to Hitler." <laughs> Think the, they didn't fly too well, did it? And the four people in the office raised their arms and said, "See Kyle." <laughs> and so, so I'm sitting there, <laughs> and, and and I'm talking to the general manager a couple of couple of days later. He's like, "I saw something on the video, and it was very disturbing." <laughs> Well, what? When all of you were were looked like you were 
doing the the Hitler symbol to uh to our AGM. I said the Hitler symbol. We we were just pointing at the opening to the roof that was left open for a month and a half and had water dripping in it. Yeah. It's over there. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> Got this, got this thing in my shoulder that hurts when I look at my arm right here. Oh, hey, my shoulder hurts when I looked at there too. What the hell? I just, uh, I just slowly walked backwards out of his office, looking at him, and the minute that I was in like the doorway. I'm looking at the GM and he's he's laughing. I just do the <laughs> give a little arm thing. My arms need a little aired out. Ah, just the just the right one needs to air it out a little bit. Yeah. No, the uh, left one, sorry. <laughs> uh so how's Sam doing? She's doing good. She has a boyfriend who has a name. But we is, we have talked about said yeah. boyfriend who drives a BMW. Yeah, yeah, and then he's got a little. Um, what are the little legacy race cars? Uh he he's got the legend Pandolero. One is first race. Yeah, congratulations, Drew. You won your first race. Good on you, man. Drew, Drew, you might get as good as I am. <laughs> I doubt it. And then but, my, my, my daughter, being a true American, went out to his folks' house and shot guns for the 4th of July. Good for her. <laughs> good for, she'll be a Republican. Yet. Uh, <laughs> loves country music, has an iPhone. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> you didn't go wrong. Sam is a She's fabulous awesome. girl. She is. Totally awesome. Mackenzie's awesome too. I, I oh yeah. yeah, I love both your daughters. They're they're great girls. They were raised right, um, mostly by their mom. Thank goodness. <laughs> I didn't say that you raised them. <laughs> I mean, if you had raised them, Uncle Carl would have been around a lot, God. and that would have yeah. been a bad thing. That would have been creepy. <laughs> Oh, he's laughing so hard he's gonna he, he's gonna do his cough button. That's awesome. That would have been drinking creepy. that would have come out your nose. Oh my god, that would have been creepy. <laughs> um anything else going on? Anything else going on over here? Um talk to my brother. I know that how's, he, how's had, he doing? He's doing good. He's doing good. good. I I told you, and I think I told the listeners, but I'll re-say it. He heard the show. He heard the pick away prison episode. Mm -hmm. And he said, I have so much more. Oh, hell yes. Oh, my God. He's like, after hearing it, I've got to do your show again. Oh, excellent. Hell yeah, Baratha. So uh, the pick away prison episode is coming up. Um, He can't drink, so he won't be drinking with us, but that's okay. That's okay. Something about his liver. Actually, okay, so we we all, he talked about this. He talked about 
the the doctors at the prison told him that his liver was at 60%. And, um, you know, but they weren't going to do anything about it because the drugs are too expensive. So, so he goes to his doctor in Las Vegas, and his doctor's like, uh, well, your numbers aren't the best, but they're not the worst. You're not dying tomorrow. That's good. And I was like, so what's he saying? He goes, well, I might be able to have a couple. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> Fabulous, fabulous. Hey, everyone. Uh, our 20 minutes is about up. We're going to take off here, take a little break. We're going to come back, and we have the conclusion to the best cover songs that have, I don't want to say ever made, the best no, no, cover we songs got a, we that got a, we like. We got a lot to cover, so, yeah, buckle up. Yeah, buckle up, buckwheat. Oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Buttercup. Buttercup. Buckle up, Buttercup. Buttercup. Where was Buckwheat from? Oh, that was... Uh, Little Rascals. Little Rascals. You know they're not allowed to play those anymore? Really? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I get yeah. The Woke Society, I get it. How sad. I love you, Woke Society. Uh, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Um I, yeah, I'm just going to play this. Do it. All right, we'll be right back.
Sisters Wilson, huh? Oh my gosh. Dude, they are on the top of my list for female vocalists. Why do you want to do a female vocalist list? I I, I think we should. Okay. Female female vocalist and band. Okay. Um let's we'll set some parameters. Like, is it a, a, a like female lead singer at least or has to be all because all female bands are a little rare right i think it has to be a female vocalist at minimum okay yeah yeah okay. i mean heart, heart is considered a female band but they have male counterparts with them yeah yeah but uh, yeah i think it has to be a female vocalist but i didn't want to exclude people like bonnie tyler Oh, yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Uh, a female vocalist. I mean, Celine Dion, uh, who's not one of my favorites, but I would sit back and I'd put her in the top 10 of female vocalists. Yeah, she, I, she's got some pipes and she's got a lot of good music out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And I believe you are up next, if I recall, but I could be wrong. I do believe I am. Cool, man. <sighs> what you got? Let's let's hear this stuff. Why is this? Okay, my stuff is being very, very hard. Your computer is being fucky. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> the next song that I have for you, ladies and gentlemen, was originally done by I'm going to have to pull up the other page I'm full of snot there you're we full go. of something I'm full of snot the song is called Don't Turn Around uh, yes it is a popular song written by Albert Hammond and Diane Warren it was originally recorded. Do you know by who? I do, because this, this was also on my list, and it, it, I was kind of shocked by it, actually. Uh, all right, so the original version <coughs> was sung by Miss Tina Turner. Love her. She'll I, be on the top ten. I do not remember this version at all. 
I don't. I I don't remember her singing it. Nothing. I I thought. I, I, I and I'll tell you why. On this one, I think this is the one. Tina did it in a major chord. Mm-hmm. The other version that we're more familiar with, it was only two years apart, which kind of blew my mind. Is done in a minor chord. Uh, it, it really changes the whole vibe and everything. But yeah, go go. Well, run here's this stuff. It's, here's the Tina version. You know what this gives me vibes of? This sounds like John Waite and the Babies. Oh, yeah. It definitely has that vibe. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back a few years later, later. You have a band, basically, that came out in 1987 called Ace of Bass. Ace of Bass was a Swedish pop rock uh, group. Quartet. They they were yeah. trying to be the next ABBA. Yes. Um, consisting of siblings, Jonas, Lynn, Jenny, uh, Jonas, Jen, Jonas, Lynn, and Jenny Berggren. Along with Julia Williamson. Um, anyways, the band came out <clears throat> and the song top charted in the US. Yo, big time. It was around for a long time. And it, it was it was on the chart for weeks. Anyways, this is Ace of Bass, Don't Turn Around.
All right, so you guys, uh, if you don't remember those of us from the music video age, uh, Asa Bass filmed the music video for the song, directed by Swedish bass director Matt Broadley, showing scenes of a couple leaving each other, intertwined with scenes of the band on the beach. <laughs> I, I think turning it minor chord was a great idea because it just gives it a lot more gravitas almost and it was weird because like they were like the the happy poppy sound and everything is like yeah that was that was a great great choice on their part well there were two things that they did with the song taking it to the minor chord was good but putting almost a reggae beat to it actually gave it a little more groove it, yeah it gave it some depth and made the song something that was a heck of a lot easier for you to get into the groove of no, it's a, um, yeah, you could dance to it yeah yeah anyways ladies and gentlemen that was uh ace of bass don't turn around what's your next, next one my friend all right i got a song that was put out <laughs> I love this. Uh, in 1965, by Bo Diddley and the Strange Loves, and I had no idea. I had zero idea because it was covered by a band that was stolen from Adam Ant. But anyway, if you would play the original Strange Love version of "I Want Candy," that would be awesome. you remember in the movie um uh, uh shawshank redemption when the, the the rock and roll kid is coming in the bus and they're playing us that song reminds me of whatever they were playing in that scene when the bus is rolling up with that kid okay it, it's like almost surfer music at that point it, it's it's kind of cool but anyway so then bow wow wow came out this was a band so some producer said hey you know this adamant guy is okay but i don't think he's got any longevity let's take his whole band and put this 17 year old girl in front because she's hot and she's got a good voice she'll go far now the great thing about that was they had one hit they disappeared and adamant had a 35 year uh record you know run he outlasted them by quite a bit, but bow wow wow, I want candy. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where's the button?
I gotta admit, man, I love the drums and guitar on this song. They sound so good. Um, I think I like it a little bit better than the original, but uh, yeah, one hit wonder. Bye bye. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, people. Uh, <coughs> trying to get my stuff pulled up here. All right, so next up comes a band, a band that I grew up with. Hair band. A uh, hair band that I absolutely loved. <laughs> I, I mean, were you a fan? I like this song a lot. But I mean, were you a fan of Quiet Riot? They were okay. I mean, I was never big into hair bands, period. But I, I, this was, I like this song. Well, Quiet Riot didn't write this song really <laughs> i had no clue <laughs> i was like what what <laughs> you gotta be kidding me <laughs> but yes quite right did not write this song the song originally was written by a band called slade british, come on you go on british british rock trio quartet i can't remember they apparently uh a bunch of different bands have slated uh, have cited slade as being their influence uh, nirvana smashing pumpkins the ramones sex pistol the undertones the runaways the clash kiss motley crew poison Def leopard twisted sister the replacements cheap trick oasis and quiet riot apparently they were big crap i i, I honestly I, I like i heard the band's name and i'm like it sounds vaguely familiar but i don't think i know them and i heard the song i'm like i've definitely never listened to this song before so i was kind of impressed slade uh consisted of <laughs> vocalist naughty holder bassist jim leah and was produced by Chaz Chandler. So really, there were only two people in that entire band. <laughs> I got to throw my phone on the phone. It's just going nuts. <laughs> Come on, feel well, we usually record the show on a uh, on a Tuesday. So everyone thinks that I'm available today <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's true <clears throat> uh slade released come on feel the noise in february 1973 as their first single of the year the song gave the band their fourth count it fourth number one hit in the uk <clears throat> let me give you some slade here Baby, 
so. Slade comes out with this fabulous song. 1973. Makes number one in the UK. We never heard about it. Nope. Didn't know anything about it. Ten years. I I, I I can hear Cheap Trick in there, too, man. That's awesome. Ten years later, a, a band, decade, a band based and founded out of Los Angeles by guitarist Randy Rhodes, who I'm sure everyone's heard of. Yeah, maybe. If you're into metal, you'll, you've heard of him. And bassist Kelly Garney. The original lineup featured Rhodes and Garney with lead vocalist Kevin Dubrow and drummer Drew Forsyth. Well, guess what? They heard that Slade song. They got excited. They said, this is awesome. We got to do this. And all of a sudden you had this. Those two voices are really similar. I can get why he said, I can do this song. Because they're both awesome. He sat back and really got excited when he heard the song. Uh, The rest of the band was not really into doing a cover song. They wanted to do originals. So he had to push for this. In the U.S., <laughs> in the U.S., it topped out at number five. Slade's version was number one in the U.K. for many weeks. This version only made number five. But the longevity of this song, it, oh, is, yeah. it is still... still an airplay today. It's still on airplay today, but... If you were to go and look at Spotify, it's in the top 100 songs to be played. Damn. That's impressive. So there you go. Quiet Riot. Um, they did something right. Yeah. All right. What's your next one? I have a song made famous in a movie. Uh, Actually, it charted and then came back around in a movie um, called Shrek. It's Smash Mouth's I'm a Believer. And I would like to hear Smash Mouth's version first. Okay. Uh... If you would. 
How about this? All right, I'm gonna say I think I, I think I, Smash Mouth is before, okay. Go ahead. Before you go any further, there's a different version of this song that I know. I don't know the original. I kind of know the middle, mainly because I was a huge fan. I, I but, think I have both, but. What were you about to say? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I think Smash Mouth is about two steps away from being the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they're not quite there, but they're close. I so, don't know. anyway, the next band that you talk about might be the Mighty Mighty Boston's. This is true. So, the uh, let's do the original okay the okay. original so the original from? neil diamond we've heard him on this episode before please play that's all love's only true in fairy tales meant for someone else but not for me Love was out to get me. That's the way it seems. Disappointment haunted all my dreams. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer, not a traitor. my man. So I think this is also one of the instances where you have a really good writer. And he writes a really great song, but his voice just isn't quite right. For it's, it. not right. It's, yeah. it's not right. Yeah. It's not. It's it's kind of like uh, Pink Cadillac. It's, it, you know, Pink Cadillac and Blinded by the Light. Great songs. But Bruce Springsteen's voice didn't really lend themselves and other people took him. Oh, how do we not have that one on there? God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> no, dude, I could have put the entire Bruce Springsteen's yeah, Seeger <laughs> Sessions band yeah. on here because they're all covers. Yep. And so Neil Diamond actually wrote a few of the songs for, and this was Smash Mouth came out in 2001. Neil mm -hmm. Diamond did this in 1966. And yep. later in 1966 yeah. came the killer version from The Monkees. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. 
All right. That was I can not... listen to that all the way through. I love that song. That I, was, I tell you what. That was Mickey, not Davy Jones. No, that's Mickey Dolan's playing the drums. He is one of the most underrated singers. I God, I wish he had gotten into a, a, another band after that show. His voice was so, so good. I just, I, I, it, I'm just sad that he didn't do more. Dude, that was, that was, how do I say this? Mickey Dolenz was a phenomenal entertainer, musician. He could play drums, sing at the same time. Yes, he had Davy Jones to back him up and all that. But in 1966, this guy was putting out something. He was he was adding that crunch at the end of the lines, at the end of the song. He's just he's going for it, man. I I love his voice. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Scott, what did you do, Ray? Just came up with another show topic. Oh, deep good. dive into the monkeys. Oh, heck yeah. Deep dive into the monkeys. Oh, well, the three or four people listen to that one, but we'll have fun doing it. Actually, my sister would even listen to that one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You have to admit um, there's a lot going on in that show. Yeah. Behind the scenes. There's, Absolutely. There's so much that went on in the television production along with the contracts and all that. And the fact that we can go into the infighting with the band that caused them to not play with each other for 10 years. I just, Ooh, yeah, that's, that's got to go on the suggestion list. All right. What do I have? I don't know. What do you have? What was the last one I did? You did Quiet Riot last, I believe. Come on, feel the noise. Um, well, I'm just going to play it. Do it, man. And then we'll go into what it was before that. Okay. You did this. Oh, no, you did another Devo song. I'm so sorry. No, I did this one. No. Yeah, this is Satisfaction. Oh, that's right. You did do this one. I'm so sorry. I, I don't have access sorry, to that, that so was, I, couldn't, I couldn't highlight it. That was my fault, people. Um, How about this one? Sorry.
Now, this is not the first time this song has been done. I have a really unpopular opinion about this group. Why? If it wasn't for Steven Adler and Slash, this band would never have made it. Okay. Without those guitars and those drums. Hmm. But anyway, that's a, Actually, that's a time for another. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we can discuss it for a second. Um, Axel Rose's voice live. I've seen three of their concerts. Live sucks. <laughs> Slash, incredibly talented. Steven Adler, drums. Oh my God. Oh my God, he's he's incredibly talented. But we have to get back to the song. The song. Yeah, is... we have to get back to it. Anyway, so so this was done way before, and I I I know the original. Yes, the original was done. Here we go, by Bob Dylan, and it was written for a soundtrack for a movie soundtrack. The 1973 film Billy the Kid. Which movie? Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Hmm. Released as a single two months later after the film's premiere, it became a worldwide hit, reaching number 10, or reaching the top 10 in several countries. The song became one of... Dylan's most popular and most covered 1960s composition. Dylan's another one. Uh, I don't know who else covered it other than Guns N' Roses. Eric Clapton. Really? Guns N' Roses. Randy Cawford. There are 32 other people that have covered this song. It's like it's, it, Bob Dylan's another one of those. Like I love his music, his voice annoys me, and Axel's kind of in the same boat. I love the music, but his voice tends to annoy me. All right, I'm gonna give you the original now. So the original was written for a movie. 
So the original is only two minutes and 31 seconds long. The Guns N' Roses version is five minutes long. Both Slash, Axel, and uh, the drummer. Adler. Adler. Built on three minutes to the song to make it a full-length song. And actually, the second half of the song is one of the reasons why Guns N' Roses made it to the number one position with this yeah. song. Uh, it was a good song. It was a good remake. Very good remake. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was mine. What's up, my friend? I'm going to do an easy one here. Uh, I'm jumping down to there with a song that came out in 1956 by the King of rock and roll, Mr. Elvis Presley. And this is the song Hound Dog. Which Scott can't find. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. You know how easy it is to play an entire Elvis song because it's only a minute and a half long. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah. Holy so crap. So that was 1956. This is a cover of a lady named Big Mama Thornton from 1952. And I know Elvis has got a little bit of a bad rap for stealing a lot of R&B. But once again, the whole R&B thing, like, you couldn't get that on the radio unless you were white, which is just the way it was back then. And it was bad. But, you know, but thank goodness that now we can go back and listen to the originals and hear how good they really are. So Big Mama Thornton, Hound Dog, 
Oh, anything else on Big Mama Thornton? I I didn't do a lot of deep dive on her. I feel like you could, we could probably do 15, 20 minutes on that lady because it just sounds like she's got a lot of a lot of stuff out there. But no, sadly, at this point, no. Oh, how sad. All so right. anyway, little info on Big Mama Thornton here. She was nearly six foot tall and 200 pounds. She's a big girl. Um, she was the first to record Hound Dog. That hit stayed seven weeks at number one on the Billboard R&B charts in 1953. And according to Maureen Mahone, a music professor, this song is seen as the important beginning of rock and roll, especially in the use of its guitar as the key instruments. So she's kind of the great-grandmother of rock and roll. That's kind of cool. Well, all right. Uh, I think we're on. I've lost track of numbers. So <laughs> whatever your next one is, it's your next one. Uh, I think we passed the one that. Nope. It's, it's coming up. Um, all right. So I'm going to do this one instead. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh. all right man what you got up next all right up next i have a song that was made famous by one woman but the person that wrote it was incredibly more famous than her really and uh well I, i'll do the first version first um credited let's let's talk let's talk here dolly parton hell of a woman dolly parton uh huge country star has been around since 1946 77 years old Lives basically in Kitchen Forge, Texas, or uh, Tennessee. She um, has composed 3,000 songs. Holy crap. 11 Grammys out of 50 nominations. Dang. The, uh, the woman's an icon, and... Um, I, I think she was nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if I, I could, remember I could see that. correctly. And she tried to deny the nomination, if I remember correctly. Really? <clears throat> saying that she was a country star. But. She ultimately accepted and was inducted. Yeah. But you cannot. You cannot say that you're only a country star when you write a song like this.
Ballad is a good ballad. Doesn't matter who you are. Oh, oh, this song was released in 1974, recorded in 1973. Dolly Parton, written as a farewell story to her business partner and mentor, Porter Wagner. Oh, wow. Twice reaching the top spot in Billboard's Hot Country Top 10 list. But reached the top again in October 1982 with a re recording for Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, God, I forgot that was in that movie. Holy crap. Now, I want you to sit back and think. Ten years later, Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, and Whitney Houston. Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston do a movie together called The Bodyguard. The number one song to hit the pop charts. One of the first songs to hit the country music top 10, number one, as well as the top 40, 100, <laughs> comes from Whitney Houston. Should stay, I would only be in your way, so I'll go. But I know I'll think of you every step of the way. And I will always love you, will always love you, you, my darling, you. While I can't stand Kevin Costner. That is okay. Um, I have to say this. Whitney Houston 
proved herself to be not only a singing artist, but an actress yeah. with this film. Now, Whitney Houston recorded the soulful ballad arrangement of the song in 1992 for The Bodyguard. Houston's version peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for a then-record-breaking 14 weeks. Jeez. The single was certified diamond by RIAA, the Recording Industry uh, Association of America, making Houston's first diamond single. The third female artist who had both a diamond single and a diamond album. Wow. And becoming the best-selling single by a woman in the United States. I got a little tidbit about Dolly's uh, bit in the song. In 1974, this song went to the country charts. And at the same time, Elvis Presley indicated he wanted to record this song. Dolly was interested until Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Parker, told her that the standard procedure for songwriters to sign over half of the publishing rights to any song recorded by Presley. She refused. Yes. And that decision credited helping her make millions of dollars in royalties over that song. The song has been recorded by many other artists, including Linda Ronstadt, John Doe, Amber Riley, Leanne Rimes, and Sarah Washington. Wow. The song by Whitney Houston was a global success, topping the charts in almost every country. With over 20 million copies sold, it became the best-selling single of all time by a female solo, solo artist. Wow. It was also the world's best-selling single in 1992. Houston won a Grammy for the record of the year in 1994 by, for I Will Always Love You. It was big, man. Couldn't get away from that song back then. Wow. I spent a lot of time on that. That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> It was a song that was worth it, man. I used that song many a times to get laid. <laughs> All uh, right. I got a little throwaway one. This is one of my favorite songs from, oh, God, Drinking in Bars back when I was in college and maybe before that. Uh, and forgive me, I did not write down any of the years for this. Um, this is Janis Joplin's me and Bob McGee. Which one do you want first? Um, give me the original, please. No, no, no. Oh. Sorry. Give me, give me Janice's first. All give right. Here, here we go. Busted flat in Ben Rouge, waiting for a train, and I was feeling near as faded as my jeans. Bobby thumbed a diesel down just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red band. 
Bobby's Candyman. We sing every song that I can listen to that whole song easily. But Let's jump into the original one by Roger Miller, and this was written by Chris Christofferson, which I did not know. All righty. Chris Christofferson? Yeah. Really? I know, right? Busted flat in Baton Rouge. Heading for the train. It's real country, doesn't it? That does not sound like Chris Christopherson. Now, this is Roger Miller singing a song written by Chris Christopherson. Just before it rained, took us all away to New Orleans. I took my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana and was blowing sad while Bobby sang the blues. With them windshield wipers slapping time and Bobby clapping hands, we finally sang up every song that driver knew. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing ain't worth nothing. Yes, definitely free. punch this up a couple matches. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. Good enough for me and Bobby McGee. Yes. That's real country there. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right, man. What you got in your plate over there now? All right. Um original bob dylan here we go again yeah (laughs) following a motorcycle accident in july 1966 dylan spent the next 18 months recuperating at his house in woodstock of all places (laughs) he wrote this song uh With uh, John Wesley, is that right? Don't know. I don't know. Um. Anyways, he was the original writer of the song. It is a song that was written in nineteen. Yes. It's a song in 1967 written with Bob Dylan and John Wesley Harding. The song was written by Dylan and produced by Bob Johnson. The song's lyrics, which in its original version contains 12 lines and features a conversation between a joker and a thief. Did not know that. The song has been subject to many variations and covered by many people. Some reviewers have noted that it echoes lines from the book of Isaiah, chapter (laughs) 21, verses 5 through 9. 
The covering bands have included Jimi Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix, The Experience, Electric Ladyland, Rolling Stones, and many more. Sorry, this I think is... you're going in a different direction on that one. I know this song now. Do you know? Yes, I do. This is Bob Dylan's All Along the Watchtower. There must be some way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessmen, they drink my wine Plowmen dig my earth None of them along the line Know what any of it is worth Now that's crunchy yeah, but between his harmonic and his voice, it just annoys the piss out of me. Well, guess what? Thank somebody, God somebody, somebody somebody did a better version. It. I know. So somebody covered it. A very special young man. Liked his, his guitar playing. I think you did. Are you ready yeah. for this? Oh, hell yeah. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief Businessman there Drink my wine Plowman dig my earth None will level on the mine Nobody of it is worth Now, I love that version. I, I really love do. That version. This is the first song that I have three versions of. Uh oh. <laughs> What's the other version? Well, let's think here. Think 1980s. Think who was the biggest band in the 1980s? Duran Duran? You're thinking like. The wrong way. Sun- oh, sorry. Sunday, bloody Sunday. No, I didn't know they were playing in the early 80s. Okay. They did a version of this? From the movie that they did, Rattle and Hum, here is you 2 doing All Along the Watchtower. Thank you. 
Their version chart? Their version actually didn't chart. Okay. It's better than Dylan. I'll give it that. It's better than Dylan. But it is much crunchier. Oh, yeah. And the guitar work by, uh, by The Edge is a lot cleaner than Dylan's. I mean, listen to it. Oh, God, I get into you two. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, that was my next one. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got to take a little break here. Oh, yeah. Gosh, our, our timer ran out a long time ago. Yeah, All righty, man. We'll, we'll uh, be back in just a bit. We'll be right back. After this message from Tidbit. Ballsies. Brewmate. <laughs> I, I have no clue what the hell. <sighs> we'll be right here. Anybody back. wants to sponsor us, we'll be right here. <laughs> All I got is a real guitar. Three chords and the truth. Hey, make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.